Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are beginning part three of our current teaching series entitled Babylon Mystery Religion and the New World Order. In part two, we unveiled the Babylonian roots of Roman Catholicism in recognition of the Babylon mystery religion that is addressed in chapter 17 of the book of Revelation. This religious harlot will be a combination of false Christianity and every other false way that will be melded into her, and the one who will head up this false religious system in service to the Antichrist will be the false prophet under the guise of his pontiff. This strong consideration, which is a position held by many prophetic teachers, leads us to our continued investigation of Pope Francis, who, in light of his many interfaith and political endeavors, makes him a very strong candidate for the false prophet, or at the very least, a formidable forerunner to him. As we investigate these very telling precursors to the soon return of Jesus, I cannot emphasize strongly enough that while wars and rumors of wars continue to escalate with prophetic precision, an even greater war is being waged over the eternal destiny of every man and woman on earth, a fact that tragically most of what is known as the Church of Jesus Christ has either forgotten or doesn't believe anymore. But for his holy remnant, contending for truth is for the most part a thing of the past, and in fact, Truth has become so blurred by the many false teachings and ear-tickling, man-centered, and worldly enticements that the Church looks, sounds, and acts just like the world because she has come into almost full agreement with it. And thus, the spiritual battleground of this war of wars has been strewn with the many victims of the enemy's lies and strategic deceptions, not the least of which are the sincere and yet deceived men and women who are imprisoned in the masterful and deadly deception of Roman Catholicism. Which leads us back to our coverage of Pope Francis and his many Antichrist endeavors, with the hope that these facts will serve as a splash of living water, which will awaken those who have fallen asleep, with a renewed zeal for the truth, and especially for the one who is the truth and the way and the life. Lord Jesus the Christ, our awesome Savior and Lord, who gave his everything to guarantee our forever destiny with him in heaven's home, even though we deserved hell as a just end for our sins and rebellion against him. In holy gratitude and sacred amazement, we echo John the Apostle in 1 John 3, 1. What manner of love is this, that we should be called the sons of God? And in light of this miraculous endowment, the Holy Spirit would have us remember that as his born-again offspring, we have been called out to be separate from the world, but that while we remain in its natural confines, we should live out our lives as beacons of his light and truth. He would also remind us of the critical importance to test every spirit, to see if it really is of God. Therefore, in obedience to his word in 1 John 4, 1, let us test the spirit behind Pope Francis who not only Catholics, but many within the evangelical arm of Christianity as well, 
blindly believe is a true Christian representative, and that the universal, which is the actual definition of Catholic, religious empire he rules over, is also part of Christianity, with only minor differences that do not compromise the core of the Christian message. When they give in to this demonic and antichrist reasoning, do they not realize that even a little leaven spoils the whole lump, and that just one drop of a deadly poison in a full glass of water will be fatal to the one who unknowingly drinks of it? But in fact, the differences between Roman Catholicism and genuine Christianity are so scripturally major that they are as opposed to each other as day is to night and life is to death. So let us begin with following the itinerary of Pope Francis, offered by Vatican News and compiled in a Prophecy News article, starting in 2019, when the pontiff visited Morocco in a meeting with migrants at the headquarters of the diocesan branch of Caritas, where he had an encounter with priests, religious men and women, and ecumenical leaders at the cathedral in Rabat. He also traveled to the North African country in March of that year, where he was received by King Mohammed VI before meeting with the Moroccan people, the civil authorities, and the diplomatic corps. The official logo of the Pope's visit was chosen from about 50 entries in a competition. An explanatory note accompanying the logo's release says that a cross and a crescent in the logo are symbols of Christianity and Islam which highlight the interreligious relations between Christians and Muslims. The logo has the colors of the two countries, green and red for Morocco, yellow and white for the Vatican. Pope Francis said that his visit to the two predominantly Muslim countries represent two important opportunities to advance interreligious dialogue and a mutual understanding between the followers of both religions. In the year that marked the 800th anniversary of the historic meeting between St. Francis of Assisi and Sultan al-Malik al-Kamil, the Pope's new logo, showing a New Age-style cross that is encircled about with a crescent moon of Islam, is thought by some to be the official logo for Chrislam. And if I might interject here, beloved, just to remind you what the meaning of Chrislam is, it is the marriage of Islam and Christianity that is, the counterfeit to true Christianity, that was actually launched in 2007 when a letter entitled A Common Word was written by 138 Muslim leaders and clerics and sent to Pope Benedict XVI and other Christian leaders, inviting both religions to come together on the foundational premise of love of God and love of neighbor. Even though the differences between true Christianity and Islam are as stark as light to darkness, day to night, and heaven from hell, over 300 named Christians signed the response letter, including the well-known Robert H. Schuller, who has since passed on, Brian McLaren, and Rick Warren, to name just a few. Certainly the warning of 1 Timothy 4.1 rings true, for it is written that, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. But getting back to the Pope's very noteworthy itinerary, as it concerns the intense efforts in creating the Antichrist One World Empire, on February the 4th, 2019, at the Global Conference for Human Fraternity, Pope Francis and Lini Sunni Sheikh Ahmed Al-Taleb signed a document that some strongly suspect may be a major component leading toward a one-world religion. 
the former World Council of Churches General Secretary, Reverend Dr. Olaf Feikstavait, who also attended, urged religious leaders and institutions to push towards a cooperative agenda to help bring about world peace. As part of this effort, the Grand Mosque in the United Arab Emirates, located in the city of Abu Dhabi, was renamed Mary, Mother of Jesus. Just days after the Pope signed the most important interfaith document in history, he had the opportunity to address global political leaders by video at the World Government Summit in Dubai. During his remarks, he once again stressed the need for global unity, and he encouraged those attending to embrace sustainable development. But he also stressed that sustainable development will never succeed without solidarity. Of course, most Americans don't even know that a world government summit even exists because the mainstream media in the U.S. doesn't really talk about it much, even though it is a very big deal. The phrase sustainable development has become a shorthand way of referring to the U.N. Sustainable Development Goals. It is a 17-point plan, and if you read the entire document, you will quickly realize that it encompasses just about every realm of human activity that you can possibly imagine. The agenda is supposed to be fully implemented by 2030 and is officially called the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Its stated claim is to solve ailments facing humanity through regulation, education, and international and interfaith cooperation. While many of the objectives on the surface appear to be good, some of the goals and methods are indeed evil, for they lead to universal control of all people and an interfaith mandate that will lead people so far away from the unadulterated word of God's truth that its end will lead straight to the gates of hell. The Sustainable Development Agenda is also consistent with Pope Francis's Laudato Si encyclical, in which he laments over environmental degradation and global warming and addresses the critical need to care for Mother Earth's home. The Sustainable Development Agenda could actually be called the New Catholic Agenda, because as we've already mentioned, the word Catholic means universal. Pope Francis called the adoption of this new universal agenda an important sign of hope. Without a doubt, Pope Francis, with the Vatican's backing, continues to purposefully push for a one-world religion and a one-world government, which will also encompass a one-world economic system as well. And in our next podcast, we will continue to offer credible confirmation to this fact, as well as investigating the Vatican and the Holy See which hold powerful influence and control over the governments of the world. We will then move on to the Roman Catholic Mary, which by way of official Catholic documents is the primary deity of this masterful counterfeit to genuine Christianity, even though many Catholic people would unknowingly deny this fact. Until then, please keep contending for the truth, beloved, and shining the brilliance of that light into the darkness of the world while there is yet time. The eternal destiny of those who are yet unsaved truly depends on it. I'll leave you with the words of Jesus in Matthew seven thirteen to 15 Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life. And few are those who find it. 
Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com. Dot agape